Welcome to the Thrive Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly DeSantos, and I'm here to talk all things business, money, motivation, and manifestation. My goal in this podcast is to help turn your vision board into your reality and live a life of freedom. I'll interview some of the most amazing women in business who will give you all the tips and advice you need to live your most abundant life. We were not put on this earth to survive. We are here to thrive. So without further ado, let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Thrive Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. I am doing great today. It's sunny. Um, It's still pretty chilly. I think it's in the low 60s today, but it's sunny. I love my sunshine, as you know, so that already is just making it such a great day for me. I'm so excited about everything. I cannot believe the growth of this podcast, like within a few months. I'm just so excited. I'm so thankful. I hope you guys are really just receiving my messages well, and I'm so excited to just branch out and collaborate with other people as well, just to get as much information and insight to everyone as possible. Um, It's kind of amazing to see where my podcast is being listened to. Like it is being listened to in places like Germany, uh, Canada, Dominican Republic was on there, France was on there, Portugal. Um, So it's just amazing to see that. And I love that. And I hope it just keeps spreading and I keep getting more pings all over the globe. So thank you guys so much and share it. One thing, if you can follow the show. So if you're on Apple, there's a little plus sign at the top right corner. So you hit that and that will follow the show that will just alert you when I post a new episode. If you're on Spotify, you can also follow the show that way. And then please rate my show. Please just write a review. I know on Apple, there's the five star little at the bottom where you can click those and just give me a review because that will just help me to grow and reach more people. So again, I'm just so thankful and so appreciative to everyone for listening and just giving me feedback. I get a lot of DMs and messages about the different episodes And I'm so happy that you guys are liking it. And if you have any ideas or you want to talk about a certain topic, DM me. Okay, so today's episode, we're going to talk about the power of words. You know, this is something we have always heard, even as a child, like, be careful what you say to people, you know, be careful what you say to yourself. And the power of words is referring to the words that you tell yourself, the words that you say about yourself. And even the words maybe you hear other people say about you or hear other people talk about whatever topic. So there is such power in words. As you guys know from other episodes, I'm just a huge believer in retraining and reprogramming your subconscious mind. You know, there's so much research out there now that shows we can literally realter the way our brain processes things, the way our brain interprets things. Our brain can't differentiate from what is real and what is not real. Your brain doesn't know what really is your reality versus what you are just making up in your mind. So it's pretty amazing. And when you really kind of dive deep into the hardcore biochemistry of the brain and how your brain processes different things, it's so amazing. 
I actually read this book a few years ago. It's called Becoming Supernatural, and it's by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Really great read, really popular book. It's New York Times bestseller. Basically, on the cover says how common people are doing the uncommon. So when I was really getting interested in learning about the subconscious mind and how you can truly alter the subconscious mind, my science brain is like, I want the proof. You know, I I am very like a spiritual, woo-woo person as well but I also am like hey I need some hardcore statistics I want numbers I want data all the above so that was a really good book for me to read a few years ago if you haven't read it highly recommend it it is kind of a tougher book it's pretty lengthy it can be dry at times there's a lot of data think about like case studies there's even a lot of images which shows like the different brain waves of some of the participants in the studies so it's really interesting and if you're really a science-based person I highly recommend reading that because I think it also opens up your eyes a little more to these topics and makes it less woo-woo if you will when you're reading hardcore data and hardcore statistics and a hardcore study that was done It just makes it more relatable for some people. So I recommend that book if you are into more the science side of things. It's just a great read. So read that book, was very blown away by that. Again, it literally just shows you how you can tap into the power of your mind and basically transform your lives. So in this book, it's really focused on like the quantum physics and neuroscience research that he conducted, which basically shows how common people are doing the uncommon things to transform their consciousness, their mindset, and beliefs to heal and live a quote-unquote supernatural life. So really focuses on just observing your thoughts, observing what you say about yourself. You know, sometimes we are brought up hearing things and we just think that. I'm going to go back to like school because again, as we know from previous episodes, like I've told you guys, the subconscious mind is usually fully developed by the age of seven usually. So basically, what are you doing up until seven years old? You know, you have started school, you learn to walk, you learn to talk, you've learned to read, maybe you started playing a sport. So what you're exposed to limited to those things. So usually when it comes to the subconscious mind, it really goes back to what you heard maybe your teacher tell you or what your parents said about you being in school. So I'm going to tell you like a personal story now. So I was always a fairly good student. So when I was younger, I went to the same Catholic school from nursery school to eighth grade. It was, you know, smaller class sizes. We did have a nun as a principal. We also had a few teachers that were nuns, not every teacher, um, just a couple, but I did really well in school. Usually I was always on the honor roll. I was in the National Junior Honor Society. So I just enjoyed being in school. Like I always enjoyed it. So I remember when I was in the third grade, we were graded on a number system at that time. It was one, two, three. Three was you're above average. Two was you're at grade level. One was kind of the warning zone. You need to get some help. So I remember back in the third grade, the first quarter, I remember going to the parent-teacher conference with my mom and to see my teacher and get my report card. Back then, I guess the student was allowed to go in. I don't know why I did, but I remember students were going in and I remember my teacher going over my report card with my mom and I had a one in science and I was like, what? I remember like feeling so confused and I was like, 
thinking, did you make a mistake? Because, you know, I'm smart. I'm good in school. Like, I remember thinking that as a third grader. And my mom just kind of also looking like, what? You know, I remember my teacher, he was just like this very dry humor guy. And he just looked at me and he was super tall. He just had this like long face. He looked at me and he was like, well, I guess we know what you need to work on moving forward. Science. And it just like stung. And I remember leaving that conference and I was so upset. I felt so defeated. I remember just, I even cried about it, I remember. And my mom was just like, you know what? It's fine. You know, science is not your subject. You're fine. You'll just get your grade up. It'll be fine. You know, you don't have to like science. It's not your subject. And I remember her just telling me that. And she was probably just trying to comfort me in that moment. But, you know, fast forward through that year, I ended up obviously bringing my grade up did fine, did great, continued to do well throughout, you know, elementary school and all the way up. But that stuck with me forever in my brain that I am not good at science, that science is not my subject. And that just stuck with me forever. So I ended up moving to Florida, went to public high school as a freshman. I was put in honors classes. So I started taking like more advanced classes and then even science, like I got into these advanced science classes and I remember like thinking, oh gosh, like science is not my thing. I love to write. I love literature. And I remember when I had to take these science classes that seemed so hard at the time, I was scared to take them because I was like, science is not my subject. And then I started really liking the science classes. I love the labs. I love doing the experiments. I also really liked math. And there's just so much math in a lot of science courses, as you guys know. Again, going through high school, that thought was in my brain that I'm bad at science. Science is not my subject. I had a lot of fun in high school and somehow I still managed to do really well in high school. Sometimes I look back and I think, wow. I mean, because I definitely had a lot of fun in high school. So as a senior, I got a Bright Future scholarship. So if you live in Florida, you have probably heard about this scholarship. So to get this scholarship, you have to have a certain GPA and a certain SAT score. It's funded by the Florida Lotto. So thank you to the Florida Lotto because I feel like I have hit the lotto having gotten that scholarship. So thank you again. If you live in Florida, I'm sure you heard about it and it's pretty cool to get that scholarship. So basically once you have the requirements and I believe there was also some volunteer hours along with it and you had to apply for it. It was a pretty big deal to get the scholarship. Okay guys, like I'm gonna toot my horn here a little bit. It was good. So once you got the scholarship, you got it either at that time. I think it's different now. I heard from other people that have kids in high school. If you went to a a community college, it paid 100% percent of your tuition. And if you went to a a regular university, it would pay 75% of your tuition. So this is a lot, guys. Like potentially you would be going to college for pretty much free or 75% of it would be paid for. Now you had to maintain your GPA. So it wasn't like you were just given this scholarship and you were guaranteed to have it pay for your school for four years. No, you had to prove that you were going to work hard. So yes, your GPA every year had to be a certain level. Otherwise, you would be put on um, academic probation and you could potentially lose your scholarship. Knock on wood, I worked super hard and I was able to keep my scholarship throughout my whole undergraduate career. So that was exciting. But when I got that scholarship letter that said, congratulations, you have been awarded this scholarship and it kind of was this lengthy letter, I was like shocked, (laughs) which I don't know why looking back now, 
now, why was I so shocked? Because I was like in honors classes, I was a good student. I just, I don't know, but I was shocked. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know what? I can do anything I want. Like I felt just so empowered getting that scholarship. I felt like so smart in that moment. And I remember thinking about the science thing and how I am supposed to be bad at science, but yet in that moment, that's all I wanted to do. And I said, you know what? I am good at science. I said, I am going to be a science major because that's what I want to do. I knew I wanted to go into the medical field. And obviously going into the medical field, your undergraduate degree usually is in some type of a science, math, or like a health-based background. So I decided to focus on science and I did it. The girl that was once quote unquote bad at science became a college science major. I got my degree. I went to grad school. I have my doctorate degree. So I wish I could look back at my third grade self and tell her, you are good at science. (laughs) So... The point of me telling you this story is this is a message that I'm saying. The power of what we hear or what we say about ourselves. If you say it enough, you're going to believe it. And talking about this topic makes me think back to the episode where I interviewed my friend Erin Smith. She would always say to her students, be careful what you say, because what you say about someone, that person can remember that for the rest of their life. And that is such a powerful thing. I love that she was sharing that message with her students because again, it's so important. I mean, we know the effects that bullying has today. I mean, kindness. We just have to keep telling our kids that kindness. The power of words is so important. So if you were to stop right now and think about what is something negative that you think about yourself, And then think about why do you think that about yourself? What made you think that about yourself? Or who was the first person to say that to you? Or why did someone say that to you? Think about that. And then I want you to really look back and think to yourself, is this really true? Am I really this? Because I bet you it's not true. You could probably take a step back and look at the whole picture and you could say, oh my gosh, I have been living this lie about myself for however many years. But the good news is that you can change that. You can change that narrative today. You can change that narrative about yourself whenever you want. And I think that maybe we just need to hear that. And there's a lot of books. There's a lot of research out there. There's a lot of podcasts you can listen to. There's a lot of things that tell us that that is so possible. And we don't have to believe what we were told or we don't have to live the way someone told us we have to live because you are in control of yourself. You are in control of your reality. You at any moment can decide how you want to live or who you want to be. So I really hope that you guys just stop and think about that and think about whatever negative thoughts you have about yourself and let's work to heal those and replace those with more positive thoughts. So how do we do that? One way to do that is affirmations. As you guys know, I am a huge believer in affirmations um, and daily gratitude. I swear it has changed my life so much over the past several years. I am such a believer in it. My son, he also does affirmations and daily gratitude. So in the morning when I'm driving him to school, that's our little special time together. So we do a prayer in the car. Usually we do our affirmations, we do our gratitude, and he likes to do it. He enjoys doing it. He plays soccer right now on this league, and he has this awesome coach who I just adore. She is just so 
invested in these kids and she just has such a love for soccer you can just see it you can see her energy it's just vibrant and one thing I absolutely love about her is at the end of the game or end of a practice she has them repeat these affirmations about themselves I know that she has them say I am brave I am smart I am powerful no one can make me feel bad without my permission and I went up to her one day and I said, I love that you do this. I think it is so powerful and it could alter the lives of these kids. And I love that she does it. And she said, you know, confidently back to me. She's like, I know some kids need to hear that. Some kids need to believe that. And I just love that. Seeing affirmations incorporated into something that my son does. It's so beautiful and I love it. If you guys haven't heard Snoop Dogg, the rapper, he actually has a song for kids that's about affirmations. It's this cute little peppy kids song. You can look it up on YouTube. It's so cute. So I have also played that for my son in the car in the morning. Try incorporating some affirmations daily to help realter the brain. So let's talk some research about affirmations, okay? Why should we do affirmations? So research shows that positive affirmations are a self-help strategy that puts that saying into practice. So saying things can help you overcome self-doubt, self-sabotage, and fear. The most powerful affirmations to say are the ones that start with the phrase, I am. So those affirmations are the ones that have shown to be the most powerful in altering one's brain. So what do affirmations do to the brain? Every time you repeat an affirmation to yourself, you are reinforcing your neural pathways and making them stronger. And this is something that is possible because of something that is called neuroplasticity. If anyone has taken any neuroscience courses, I'm sure you've heard about that term. And basically what neuroplasticity is, it is the brain's ability to change and adapt in response to new information or new experiences. So you're putting a new thought into your brain and your brain is adapting in response to that new thought or that new experience. That is what neuroplasticity is. So there's lots of neuroscience research that has shown that certain neural pathways are increased when we practice these positive self affirmations. Therefore, reinforcing that our affirmations are one of the best ways to turn old negative beliefs about oneself into a new positive belief about oneself. And some other benefits of incorporating positive affirmations daily include increasing one's self-esteem and boosting self-confidence. So as a mom, I know that is definitely something that I try to work on with my son. I want my son to feel like he can do anything. I want him to believe that there is no limit. The limit does not exist. There's a saying that I heard recently. It was like, don't tell me the sky's the limit when people have walked on the moon or something like that. And I hope every child feels that way. And as parents, there are ways that we can incorporate these things with our children. And there are ways that we can incorporate it in a fun, non-pushy way. So they're not feeling like we are trying to push them to believe a certain way or push them into some certain type of lifestyle. So there will be a course coming out 
on that topic as well called The Manifesting Mama. That'll be on my website soon. The Manifesting Mama course will allow you to learn how to incorporate these positive and life-changing techniques with your children in a way that is organic and doesn't feel forced to them. Because as moms, I'm sure the thing that we want most that will make our heart the happiest is just seeing our kids happy, confident, and just feeling like they can conquer the world and accomplish whatever goals their heart desires. So this is something that is so powerful. And I love that there's more and more tools and resources for kids because the younger we start this, can you just imagine how much more positive and how much more good will come of this? Like if I just started this lifestyle and thinking this way, you know, in my late 20s, I can't imagine what I would have accomplished already learning this as a 10 year old, as a seven year old, as a whatever. So it's just totally life changing and definitely something that I am so excited to introduce to everyone and hear what you have to say about that. So more details on that to come. So my challenge for all of you guys today is to start incorporating affirmations daily. You can say them to yourself, you can write them down, you can do both. I'm a believer in the more senses that you incorporate, the better. Hear yourself say it, feel yourself say it, write it down, look at the words on the paper. And you don't have to write a hundred of them. Start with five. Start with five things that you feel you are or that you want to become. And then in regards to making a habit, research shows that it takes 21 days to make a habit and 90 days to make it a permanent lifestyle change. So 21 days, that is not even one month. That is three weeks. Start today. Continue doing that for at least 21 days and see how you feel and keep going. Like don't stop at day 21. All I'm saying is at day 21, I want you to kind of look back and think about the process and think about how you think about yourself, what thoughts are coming to your brain and what positive changes have happened in those 21 days. If you wanna try that with your kids, I think that's also a fun activity. Do it with your kids. So I also incorporate affirmations with my patients a lot. Sometimes I feel like being a physical therapist is such a mental game as well because when I see a patient maybe who just had their knee replaced and they're day one home from the hospital. They just had surgery yesterday. They're swollen. They're in pain. They're bruised. Maybe they're all wrapped up and there's bleeding still. Whatever the case is, like they're not that happy usually. You know, they're not always thrilled to see me that first day when they're in pain and they're uncomfortable. Maybe they're nauseous, whatever. And here I am having to come and, and unwrap all these bandages off them and kind of force them to bend their knee. Trust me. It's not a pleasant experience, but I try to make it a pleasant experience for the patient. And I just always point out what's going right. If I see them day one and their range is already good, I tell them, I'm like, wow, you are exceptional. I mean, you are able to bend your knee to 93 degrees and you were just operated on yesterday. Like, this is amazing. You are going to do phenomenal. And when I tell them these things, it just lights them up. And I'm not lying to them. Like I would never lie to a patient and say, you're you know, above average if they're not. So don't think I'm just you know, smoking mirrors here. I'm not lying to anyone. So I do try to find something positive in every patient 
Sometimes it's easier to find multiple positive things about a patient's situation or current status than others, but it always tells someone something positive because again, it makes them feel hopeful. It makes them feel happy. It makes them feel excited. Always praise them. Like if they are doing something really well, I'm like, wow, this is going really well. You know, I try to make them laugh. I'm like, wow, you're doing so well. They're going to put you on the commercial. And again, it's just because it's a mental game as well. Like a post-op recovery can be long, it can be grueling, it can be painful, and it's a mind game. So I really incorporate a lot of this into my work as well. And I see the difference in the people that really buy into it and the people that maybe don't. So actually that book I told you about on the last episode that I just read last week when I was on vacation in the Bahamas, The Magic of Thinking Big, they talk about this as well. They talk about the power of your words. And I remember this chapter and it talks about thinking positive in regards to your health. Like it says, don't think negatively about your health. Even if you have maybe a negative health situation going on in that moment, don't sit there and just sulk in it and think about it. And I know that that could be so hard. You know, if you're going through something really tough, it could be really hard to not think about it. Just try to retrain your brain and start thinking about the positive things about your health. And this is something I actually have been doing over the past couple years. If my son or I, like if our throat starts getting scratchy or like I feel like I could potentially have a cold coming on, I literally tell myself, I'm like, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. <laughs> and my son will do the same thing. He'll be like telling myself, nope, nope, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. So that is something I have been doing as well. And that was interesting for me to read in The Magic of Thinking Big. I could just continue to read endless amounts of books on this stuff. I think it's so fascinating. I think it's so amazing to me, the power that we have when it comes to changing our thoughts, changing our brain. I mean, these are case studies have been done with results of MRIs. There are results that show different brainwave activity from incorporating these things. So there is scientific data that supports this stuff, guys. So really dig into it. If you're new to the topic, pick up a book on it, read an article about it. I'm sure I'll continue to talk more about different things like this on future episodes, but life-changing stuff, guys, life-changing stuff. So something else I want to tell you is my YouTube channel is now live. So I am in the process of uploading all the podcasts onto YouTube as well. I will also be uploading different videos on there. If you have YouTube, go to YouTube and search the Thrive Girl Lifestyle. That'll be the handle for YouTube and subscribe to my channel and you'll start seeing different things pop up on there. So go and do that if you want some more info. And that's all I have for today. But just such a powerful topic. I get so like amped up just talking about the stuff. It's just, it's just so exciting to me. I hope you guys just have a great day. Pick up one of these books, do your affirmations, and just remember you are so worth it. It is so possible and the limit does not exist. Okay, guys, have the best day. I hope something amazing happens to you today and I will catch you on the next episode. All right. Bye. Thank you.